are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to day Hello. two. <laughs> We're here. Welcome to We're... your doom. Welcome to day two of the Acts of the Blood God charity benefiting Trans Lifeline. We've got another amazing day after the sheer chaos of last night. Oh my god, if you didn't catch the Blood God Olympics, you have to go watch the VOD for that one. Also, the tier maker, because we got to $5,000. Thank you so much for that. We're shooting for $7,500 right now, benefiting Trans Lifeline, which, if we get there, we're going to do another D&D episode, which is so exciting. You can see the return of Orlando, the, uh, was the honey badger? <laughs> no, it was just a badger. Just a plain old just badger. Just a badger. Orlando, the summoned badger, and all of our other friends. So let's get up to $7,500. It's for a good cause. We're about to do the ranking episode in which we rank all of the RPG parties with our best pals, Ben Hansen and John Carson. So we'll be getting started in just a hot sec. Make sure to check out the schedule for the rest of the day because there's a lot going on, including the Nuzlocke run next, and then our Shredder's Revenge run with the Good Vibes gaming crew, and lots, lots more. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Acts of the Blood God, an independent RPG podcast. I am your host, Kat Bailey, and joining me as always is my lovely co-host, Nadia Oxford. Kat, uh, can you remind me once again your opinion on, on Secret of Mana? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Why you do this to me at 8 in the morning, Nadia? <laughs> also joining me is Eric Van Allen, who may also troll me about Secret of Mana. No, I'm just here to talk about how much I love Generation 3 of Pokemon. They're all so memorable and lovable. They're, they're truly the best. How can you forget them? They're, they're the greatest. Hey, Metagross and Salamence were in Gen 3. I will brook no com uh, controversy about that one. Also, we have two special guests joining us today. First off, we have John Carson. Welcome to the show. Hello. Um, what are your thoughts on the Secret of Mana remake? Ooh, oh, it's so bad. bad. Okay, oh, right. it's terrible. Yeah, no, it's even worse than the original. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I I don't hate Secret of Mana. It's fine. We'll do a Pantheon and not put it in someday. Also, <laughs> is joining us for the second time, Minmax's Ben Hansen. Welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. That Secret of Mana remake, let's really dive into the weeds here. That was such a weird thing. I feel like if it would have come out three years later, they would have leaned into that HD 2D, and it was just, it's kind mm -hmm. of a weird that would be nice. era of remakes, you know? It seems like now the cheaper version of a remake for these old games is to go that HD <laughs> 2D route. Like, Live Alive looks so damn good. Mm -hmm. It seems like, oh, they were so close, and now fans will be demanding for the HD 2D version of Secret of Mana. Hey, there's still time. There's no reason that they can't do it. Just sweep that Secret of Mana remake under the rug. Let's do it. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> For this special episode of Acts of the Blood God, which will be going up first for our patrons and then for our free listeners not long after, we are going to be ranking the best RPG parties of all time. This is inspired by me playing Dragon Quest XI, which has a very memorable party. There's a lot more parties where that came from, too. We're going to be talking about the Trail series. We're going to be talking about Mass Effect. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy, but of course, and we're going to be talking about lots more RPGs, and that's why we have not one but two special guests and this is all part of our 24-hour charity live stream benefiting trans lifeline we had an incredible 
first day. If you have not seen it, go check out all of the VODs, especially for the Blood God Olympics and the Tear Maker, because sheer chaos. So if you're wondering why I'm being trolled over Secret of Mana <laughs> this yes, morning, there's your answer. Go check those out. Uh, we are trying to get up to $7,500 right now so that we can bring back our D&D special, get all of your faves back because, oh my gosh, uh, the D&D, the first episode was so much fun. It's available now over on the free feed for all of our listeners. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Nadia is at Nadia Oxford. Eric is at C-M-O-O-S-I. Ben, where can we find you? At Yozetti, Y-O-Z-E-T-T-Y, otherwise at MinMax Show. And there's two ends in MinMax in honor of Minnesota, so you can follow us there as well. Minnesota, yes. Minnesota. I, I love MinMax for two reasons. Yeah. One, you all put out amazing content. I love your interviews. Oh, so many oh, great interviews. And two, you're in Minnesota, my homeland. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, and we have a new Patreon goal. <laughs> where if we hit it, we're going to send Janet Garcia, who's a cohort here at MinMax, to Minnesota for the first time and make like a <gasps> whole video about her experiencing the sights, the sounds, looking <laughs> at a sherry and a spoon, eating a Juicy Lucy, all the good Minnesota stuff. Oh, you have to take her it, to the Blue Door Pub. Are you kidding oh, me? Exactly. You got it. I yeah. might be getting these mixed up here, but wasn't Shrek involved somehow? Wow. wow yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, technically, we're calling it the Trek to Shrek goal because the whole idea is flying her across the country so she can play local co-op multiplayer in Shrek 2 on the Nintendo GameCube. That well, that's a, good, that's a good cause. Yeah. I, think yeah. that's, I think that's worth it. The Minnesota stuff I get for second to Shrek 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shrek comes first always in all things in life, like the Lord. <laughs> also joining us, uh, John Carson, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Carson. And then uh, I think I'll probably be streaming more these days. So you can find me on Twitch at John Carson Game. And John, uh, why don't you introduce our, yourself for our listeners? You are a big RPG fan. Yeah, um, I've loved RPGs since, well, really, since I was about 10 or so. But like uh, Super Nintendo RPGs were where I, I uh, started out. But the PS1 era was my... my uh, probably biggest rpg era uh i hold it very near and dear to me um but yeah uh was earthbound you think the first game that really blew your mind as an rpg i know it's your favorite of, it was it was either earthbound or chrono trigger yeah um and the <laughs> the thing that blew my mind about chrono trigger was i got to the 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 big like skeleton boss on the bridge oh yeah um and then i found out that that wasn't the end of the game and there was like so much more after it i'm like what right, is this right. <laughs> i love that i love those just first impressions of rpgs like you know i was kind of a, a late bloomer for gaming in a big way and final fantasy 7 was really the first rpg i played just had no sense of what it was like i remember a friend was trying to explain it to me and i was mm. used to like crash bandicoot and like mm. oh it's this game uh where you can kind of like run anywhere in the world and do whatever you want and there's a a dog with fire on its tail it's like what like what is the camera perspective i can't even comprehend how this game works so it's fun it's fun to have your mind blown for the first time by an rpg absolutely oh yes i mean final fantasy 7 is more or less where I got started. I had played RPGs before that, but to truly have your mind blown and then you go, wow, so much story back in the days when video games did not really have stories. But the reason that we are talking about RPG parties is because they are an integral part of RPG stories. And this week for our special, we are going to be ranking the top RPG parties 
of all time. We'll be talking about what makes a good RPG party. We'll be nominating some great RPG parties, and then we're going to rank them. We're going to be doing it over the next couple hours, live for all of you here on the Acts of the Blood God charity stream. Okay, let's get started. First question, what does, in fact, make a good RPG party? What allows it to stand above your kind of typical motley collection of characters from all different walks of life? And Ben, you're our, you're a special guest, so I'll just throw the question to you first. I think you need the group dynamics. You need characters to bounce off each other. You need some friction. There's so much to go into this. Also, you need um you need some oddballs. You need mm -hmm. some characters that, like, when you start the game, you would never think they'd join the party. And then to have that moment of, like, what do you mean? What do you mean Magus can join my party? You know, you need those just outliers that you think, oh, this there's no chance. There's no chance this person could get along with everybody else. And so it's that it needs to be an oddball, like an oddball collection of folks that still have some dynamics together with plenty of surprises thrown in, I guess. What? Magus joins the party? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god the spoilers yeah um I, so when you say oddballs do you mean like surprise villains joining the party like mm, i don't know i was yeah. throw out a dragon quest 11 spoiler here hendrick joining yeah. the party for I example perfect example of like you wouldn't think that he'd come around and like it's just like yeah i love those late or like post 50 percent through the game additions yeah which was like well, what what are you doing here now i thought we were done yeah. with the collection thing you're a villain we were right. fighting, but also my favorite. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, Go I, ahead. You know, in the oddball realm, I I do like having. Um, can I effectually call them the freaks? Just having you know, like mm -hmm. yep. you're an yep. animal just thrown yep. in here. Have mm -hmm. choo choo and Zeno gears. You know, it's oh like, no, not choo choo. Have those, like you know, just different body types, different types of animals mm -hmm. and creatures thrown in. I think it makes it more fun. Yeah, if you got a dog in your party, I think yeah. that's an automatic Repeat win for you. From Tales of Asperia, come on, dog with a pipe. Yeah. This is the best. <laughs> the best. Um, and then, you know, low-key, one of my favorite RPG party members is Quinna, who is just yeah. pure yeah. insanity. Um, and it's constantly, all, all they talk about is how how hungry they are. That That's their yeah. whole shtick. And honestly, I'm here for it. It's a good shtick. They do what they want. You have problem? I think you have problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, what about you? Uh, yeah, for me, I think it's a lot of it is uh, the combination of abilities that go into a party. Uh, having a good spread of like, this is my damage dealer, uh, this is my healer, uh, this is my favorite character that uh, otherwise uh, isn't really important to the story. I really right. want them on my team. Um, I, I feel like that's the most important thing to me is like being able to, to structure your team well um and have likable personalities yeah uh like what ben said like yeah they may clash sometimes uh yeah they they may come from uh the other side of the conflict at times which is fun it's it's yeah it's, uh yeah do, do um, there is something to that idea of like it seems like the magic is you need to be able to assemble a party in an rpg and and it needs to be interesting conceptually. Even if mm. there's not custom dialogue or something, it needs to be kind of cool to have those moments of like, oh, it's so weird to have like Magus mm. and Frog fighting alongside. To like, in yeah. your canon, it like, it's, you know, uh, a fruitful situation <laughs> mentally. That's a terrible word mm -hmm. phrase, but you mm -hmm. know what I mean. I know I have a good RPG party if I go to the camp, the inevitable campfire scene and they're all sitting around the campfire and they all are doing their own thing, looking interesting. 
and you talk to them and if they're bouncing off one another and maybe trolling one another and have actual relationships mm -hmm. with one another mm -hmm. and they're not mm -hmm. just there because of the rule of cool or because they're like, well, we need another body f to fill out the game. So we're just going to have this character showing up more than halfway through or whatever for no good reason. Right. And that kind of thing. So, um, Eric, what do you, what's your take? I I, I want to bounce off something that that Ben and John both brought up this idea of like almost opposites attract that this having in party friction is actually I think super good for an RPG party having people who who have a relationship that develop especially one that does not involve the player character as well um, having them have to learn from each other and grow and have them have a separate relationship from the player character is really cool as well. I think the Tales games are great for this. Um, I love Tales of Arise's cast. Uh, I think it's super cool how all of them grow together over time. Also Mass Effect 2, probably one of the best examples because you have situations where Tali and Legion are on the same ship yes. and they they have a problem i love the jack miranda fight i really do i think it's good because they both have very valid reasons for wanting to tear each other's head off but they got to work together anyways uh i love that stuff even seeing you know the benefit of having three games in mass effect means you get to see garris go from being kind of a weenie space cop into archangel like he does in the later games and actually become cool uh, much like astinian becomes cool over the course of 14 uh i i think having that growth and those relationships especially when they exist separate from the player character so you can kind of see how your party is growing together over time really makes for a long lasting party Mark the time when Eric managed to bring up Mass Effect. It was around the 13-minute mark, which honestly, <laughs> I, I held figured off. that he I would bring off. it up a lot earlier than that. I so off. I didn't lean over for the Tali painting yet. You know, we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were talking about the, the, the Tales series. I think that one of the fun thing about the Tales series um, and Dragon Quest, honestly, is when you go into those little skits and you see yes, the characters yes, bouncing yes. off one another, and then you get a sense of, you know, it's not just you. It's a group of people who are all adventuring together, maybe kissing, maybe having some fights. Oh, uh, I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, repeat um, Mysteria, sorry. Yeah, Arise. <laughs> uh, yeah I think Arise is definitely one where I wish that had been a bit better. But overall, I love all the little cutaways that you get of the characters just... One thing that Arise did get was that cooking is this like community experience. And so all of you are gathered around and you get special scenes for characters cooking certain dishes and all that. I love cooking conceptually. I think it's the best way to show like a group of people coming together around something and, and learning from each other and all that. And so all that stuff, I just eat it up. You know, Tales has its problems with the main plot and, and how like two-thirds of the way into a game it'll just like fall on his face but <laughs> um the actual party dynamics of a tales game are usually pretty good they're they're good games if you enjoy just a group of pals hanging out and running around 
Yeah, it is I have like kind of the, the default go-to of like, well, why can't more RPGs be like the Tales series for just having those party moments? Like, it seems mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. games are learning that more and more, but for a series that's been doing it for mm -hmm. so long, I feel like most other RPGs should have picked on like, yeah, that's what fans like, is they like seeing the group dynamics. They like those mm -hmm. campfire scenes. I have a hot take. We're only 20 minutes in, but here's yeah. my hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII does not, in fact, have a good party. It has, it has a good collection of individual characters who are cool in their own right. I mean, I think, I think Aerith... Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith have this like really interesting yes. dynamic that makes up for any weaknesses that linger. But also has Ketchi. Why are they there? Yeah. <laughs> they just join. They just join to fulfill a story conceit. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, a, a couple different ones. It, it, you know what? It, it's my favorite game of all time. Uh, you might you might have a point there. There's not a lot of great team scenes. There's no glue There's outside really, of... Yeah. You, you don't know what Barrett thinks of Kiet Shithi, or however you pronounce Kate Sith's actual name. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't feel like I really have a sense of, like, yeah, what does Vincent think of Yuffie, you know, it's just like, I don't know. You can't because the game won't allow it. Like, it, like they have <laughs> right. to be separate. That's why they had to remake the entire game. Right. This is why we had to do it. That's, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. why we need to finish Yuffie. I mean, well, the question, I mean, in the remake, do you feel like they're starting out and the party and the team dynamics is much better there? I feel like at least See, they are, yeah. yeah. I'll say this about FF7 Remake. I really like, uh, who is the Shinra employee who controls Ketchi? Um, Reeve. No, not Reeve. Damn it. Of course. Damn it. Oh, blown it. Yeah. Wow. I like that you see, you get a lot of scenes of him yeah. in Shinra and that you get way more context for him. I mean, you do get some of it in the original Final Fantasy VII as well. Yeah. But it seems to me that Final Fantasy VII Remake is a great opportunity to fill in all the gaps that the original Final Fantasy VII did it, and you don't need a whole freaking Kingdom Hearts ending you just to make it good. Do this again. At nine in the morning. At nine in the morning. You got a I'm long really day. Loopy. Peace <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Nadia, what, what do you think makes a good RPG party? Uh, two things, actually. I think the uh, the fighting aspect shouldn't be overlooked. Like, whatever you think of Persona 5's party, bouncing off mm, each other mm, is a hell mm. of a lot of fun and never makes battles boring. Like, I gotta throw a, ma a million random encounters or whatever because I just love using the baton system. I love just, like, powering each other's moves. Like, I, I love that kind of thing. Uh, I also kind of like it, you know, staying with uh, Tales here for a second. Um, the thing I love about Tales of Vesperia is that the characters keep each other level. Like, what's the name of the child that everyone hates? Um, uh, Lloyd. Lloyd. No, not Lloyd. He's a the child that the everyone annoying, hates. The annoying little child in Vesperia. Oh, the child that everybody loves. Um, <laughs> is it the the boat, the pirate captain girl? That was no, in no. The... No, this is Vesperia. The, the kid that... Uh, that uh, She's Carol. in Vesperia. Carol. Yeah. Carol. Carol, okay. So, yeah. Carol, everyone hates Carol, and Carol's annoying, but... Rita is there to torment him. She just tortures his kid, and he deserves it. Like, he's an annoying little bratty mm -hmm. child. Have mm -hmm. you ever grown up with a bratty little brother? You know you don't just sit there and go, oh, you, whenever they're being a stupid idiot. You uh, find some way to poke them real hard, and that's what Rita does. And I love that she does that sort of thing. When everyone else is trying to have a grown-up conversation, she's here in the background just, like, chasing 
just slowly inching towards uh, Carol until he gets freaked out and runs away. Like that's the sort of stuff that just just gets me on the floor. So I I just love that sort of dynamic. You get a lot of that too with um, Trails, the Trails of Cold Steel series, uh, mm-hmm. one, two, three. And the thing I like so much about Trails is that you're with those characters for three games, and you see them grow up, and you see them like you become. You see Reen become a very sort of gentle leader and you see like the um, I can't remember the name of the the black rabbit's uh, real name but she has to learn how to discover her her humanity and it's, it's just that kind of thing that I really dig in games if you, if, if I'm going to be in an RPG I'm probably going to be in it for the long haul so you may as well give me characters that grow along with the experience yeah for sure hey I got a dumb question um where do where does the concept of an RPG party come from is it just as simple as Lord of the Rings, and then it transitions into D and D. Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. for sure. Yeah. What about just the, calling it a party? Because it's a party. You're partying. Party yeah, party yeah. Like um, <laughs> maybe it's like you know that classic trope of like Robin Hood and his merry men, and, right. and sort of like the adventuring. Mm. The my my English teacher in seventh grade would bust down my door and beat me over the head with a bat if i couldn't remember <laughs> um it was like the the adventuring party and like the hunting companions it's like a classic you know literary trope of there's one guy who's like the main character yeah. yeah and then there's like an entourage around him he's got like the best friend and the hunting companions and, and stuff like that you go back to like shakespeare and you've got stuff like that so we're i think very media. canterbury tales-esque yeah yeah, yeah. arthur has to be a big one right i mean he's kind yeah, of assembling sure. his party absolutely there. absolutely jesus and his disciples the ultimate party well to quote a famous rpg based on the take that i had to argue yesterday it's dangerous to t- go alone so mm-hmm. you should t- you should take some pals with you unless it's the witcher 3 in which in which you are mostly alone for the most part and actually uh, we've trended in that direction because so many rpgs are becoming these open world large-scale adventurers where you are the lone warrior kind of on mm-hmm. the road um, whether that's Skyrim or Witcher 3 or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I guess. Um, yeah. But I like I like a good party dynamic. And one of the things that you kind of lose um, as you shift away from turn-based mechanics is that parties don't fit super easily into a real-time action concept. Right. Final Fantasy, like there's a lot of discussion about this with Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. recently where people are like, okay, but are there going to be party members? And you can almost feel Square squirming and being yeah. like, oh, do we have to? I mean, we just want to do God of War, God. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell if they're just saving it for a big marketing beat of like, all right, this is the trailer that's all about the other characters, but it does seem like they really want people to focus on like, hey, look at that combat. Kind of looks like a stylish action Look game. at that guy. Yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. Like, we see the guy, but... From what I understand, like, there are people who will be with you, but it's mainly going to be... Is it He's going to have a wolf? The wolf yeah. is going to be with like, him? Yes. Like, 15. 15 did that, where you had the boys, but then every once in a while, you'd have um, Dragoon, Aranea Highwind come in or something like that, mm-hmm. and they just kind of follow you around and do cool stuff around you, which is... It's neat. I think that's like a fine concept, but uh, it does. As a party, like, do we need to constitute this as player or like characters that interesting? You can actively yeah, as or yeah. I think I think it still counts if narratively they're a group, right? But then I guess that leads into the question of: Are there games outside of the RPG genre that can technically have a party? 
if they're not playable characters, but it's a group, is that a party? Eh, I want to say no. So, like, what's that distinction? I don't know. Traveling companions. Okay. <laughs> they're just kind of there. Any Army of Two about. is an RPG. Here's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> there are games like uh, Dragon Age and whatnot, where even though they're not technically in the party, you'll get these merchants who are following you around in a little caravan and will sell you stuff uh, at the local fire, the lo mm -hmm. local campfire. And then you get, get to know them too. And pile some item of some offensive item into a big pile and burns it. That's the local fire every week, every Friday. Come oh, on over. That's that's when you do enchantment. That's how you do enchantment. Right, right. I think. Okay, I know that I have a good party when I get to a, a climactic scene and everybody starts going on about how they like just they showed up and they weren't too sure but now they would die for this party and all of their friends power of mm, friendship mm -hmm, they have mm -hmm. like three of those scenes in dragon quest 11 and frankly i'm there for every single one of them yep. especially uh, when they're doing the whole forging uh sequence and all of them get a turn with the hammer so good oh that's awesome that's a real accumulation of like everything that i know at that point i'm getting goosebumps a game that is not particularly good but did this very well was Greedfall. Um, mm -hmm. it, there's this whole moment at the end that I always wish any Bioware game had done where you have your entire party, like everyone's out on the battlefield and you're going up this mountain to get to the objective and the enemy army is behind you. And at various stages, you're like leaving party members behind to like hold the line as you keep going up higher. Uh, and so you have all these like great natural like it was it was an honor adventuring with you. I hope I see you on the other side and stuff like that. And if those characters had been better written, it would have been absolutely fantastic. But it was Greedfall, so it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen does a few similar things like that, where you you are do doing like fights, and then different scions will kind of peel off and be like, "I'm gonna go hold the line yeah. over here." Ishtola and Arianje are always the ones that are like, "We're gonna go hold the line. You go on ahead, uh, Warrior of Light. You got this." And those are good moments because not only are you now uh, having those kind of like, "Will I see them again?" times but it really like having them go away and away from your control and not knowing what their fate is going to be like pulls at your heartstrings and makes you go like oh i do care about this character i don't know what's going to happen to them and it's also um with 14 they're implementing that a lot more with the trust system where now you actually instead of having to play with other people mm. you can play with the scions themselves and their personalities and what they say changes mm -hmm. according to how they're reacting like uh, I won't spoil anything, but I'll just say Grahati has a very, very hard time with the the last dungeon Good. of the game. Uh, someone else in chat noted the Mass Effect 2 suicide mission as well, yes. which is honestly yeah. just still one of the best segments in any video game ever. Just flat out, it's so good. No one can argue. <laughs> Can't it. disagree. The um, yeah, it, it it seems like there's a magic recipe that most RPGs uh, use here, which is you need to have that part of the game where the party's disbanded. And then you yes. go and recruit them again. And that's like your moment to like really appreciate everybody. Like I'm thinking of even, I think this is maybe a to a lesser degree, but Final Fantasy nine, when you're in the mm -hmm. prison, I'm trying to remember and the music is you're not alone. It's that track and it's so good. And you're like going through and like limping around and recruiting everybody up again. It's been a while since I played it, but that's my memory at least. Like yeah. I just love those moments where later on in the game, when you kind of get to just 
be reintroduced and really appreciate all these people that you've gotten to know a little bit already. I also kind of like it when a, a party is a complete hot mess because they're all a bunch of really messy adults. Uh, Final Fantasy VI does not have the great greatest glue, yeah. but it does have these really amazing individual relationships. Like, Locke is a mess because of what happened to his girlfriend. Like, And he, he loves Celeste, but Celeste is like, well, you can't love me until I'm sure that you're not going to call out Rachel's name in bed. So he has to like learn to overcome that. And the fact that he has to overcome it in the first place, and not embarrassed to admit that, like that's the kind of adult thing I think that a lot of like the subsequent Final Fantasies lost over time with the gotten to the more teenage relationships. So I missed that and I'm kinda of glad it's making its way back. Yakuza like a dragon too. Like Oh my I, god, I honestly, what a party. Yeah. Oh yeah. That party really came together in a way that I wasn't yeah. sure it was going to at first. And then by the end of that game, it was just the best party. It was so good. And just in terms of dynamics of just feeling like, okay, Namba's gone. Like there's no there's no redemption. Okay, I guess they're coming back. Mm -hmm. Just feeling like this mm -hmm. thing is barely being held together. Surely we can't join forces again. And believe it or not, you do, and everyone's best friends. Yeah, that, that was kind of the the one that I didn't think that maybe you all had thought of, but look, you're an RPG podcast. You're all very smart, but that's the one that I, I'm really focusing on. Like, I think it's a contender for maybe greatest party of all time. Is yeah, it really is. Back. It really is. I like it when party members have their own agendas, and this is more of a Western RPG thing where you're interacting with them. I like a moment where they can hotly disagree with your decisions to the point where they actually want to leave the party if you piss them off enough. Ooh, yeah. Um, I like the moments where if you uh, you could just have them with you and just have them be a meat shield. Or if you talk to them, you can start to unlock their secrets and then you can go down a whole wet quest line, which ends with them cutting their hair or something or getting like some <laughs> special weapon that was passed down from their family. And they're like, I have gotten over whatever hang-up was uh, holding me down, and now I am ready to go. I've just unlocked a new ability and a new costume. You're like, yes! <laughs> and a new costume. Gotta have a costume. Yeah. I you gotta get a change of clothes. They're more confident now. I kind of wish real friendships had that. I wish real friendships had, like, a loyalty mission that you could really go on. Or maybe they do, and I'm just not a good friend. Uh, John, do you feel like uh, friendship made actual loyalty missions and, like, yeah, just a real drive? Yeah, I don't think that we've had our loyalty mission yet, Ben. Yeah, we have. We need to figure out what that is for each other. <laughs> Road trip somewhere. And, yeah. and then I can finally give you that freaking haircut. <laughs> One of these. The new special item slash accessory. That's right. Um, you're leveling up your. Uh, you're leveling up your your romantic entanglement uh, meter or whatever. That's right. Got to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think that. That all contributes to a, a sense of earned camaraderie, as it were, um, with an RPG party. Um, if you have, for example, uh, the, the characters have a sense of agency, um, their own relationships that go outside of the, the main player character, uh, interesting interactions, uh, interesting side quests, multiple costumes. But I think another thing is it really stinks when a character becomes useless because they fall so far behind the party. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm fully on the side of a party just leveling up together, even if yeah. they're not being used very much. Because it, like, for example, in DQ11, when I was in that final battle of Act 2, I used the entire party. I was swapping them in. It felt like such a team effort, right? So I, 
but that wouldn't have happened if I had to level them all up individually. Some would have inevitably fallen by the wayside, and then I would have gotten to a particular mission and be like, oh no, I have to use them? I haven't been leveling them up at all. Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VI is very bad for that, actually. You, your characters don't level up alongside you. And they if have you, no gear. Oh my god. And if you enter the world of Rune and you haven't used Celeste like, throughout the whole game, well, good luck to you, sir, because I hope you like grinding. <laughs> so this might be a controversial take, but I think this is actually a problem that affected the Fire Emblem series for a very long time is that yeah. you had a lot of great. It was really good about letting you hang out with and spend time with characters that you wanted to spend time with, but did not give you a lot of good incentives to spend time with other characters unless it was some class that you needed or something like that. And I think Three Houses is what solved a great portion of that. They put way more of a focus on all of those characters interacting and hanging out with each other, having good supports with each other and all interlinking in better ways. And you have your party right from the get go. Like you mm. have your house and it is there and you can recruit other units, but you've kind of got your core party right from the jump. And I think that's as much as I like recruiting a party over time, there are a lot of games where they give you the party very early on. And I think it works to the game's benefit that you have that group right from the start and can then start to build up those relationships right from the get go and not have to wait until like halfway through the game. Like, like Persona 5, you don't get Haru until you're like two thirds of the way through the Har game Haru. already. Consequently, <laughs> She's I don't here care now. about Haru. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, but I cute. I think she feels kind of, like such an interloper. Go ahead. No, it feels mm -hmm. kind of flat at times though when you get all the characters out of the gate. Even like a Final Fantasy mm -hmm. 15, it's just like uh, how many surprises them though. in there. So I guess you, you kind of get a deeper relationship you have. And I like do. having that carrot on a stick. Like my favorite thing, mm -hmm. and it's rare to do mm -hmm. with uh, this line of work, is to go in a game, go into a game completely blind for who the characters are going to be. Right. I feel like Dragon Quest 11, I managed to do that. Like I'd seen some trailers, whatever, but then managed to play through that game and was just tickled pink by every new character that joined me because I had no idea like I was even like looking away from like the splash screen on the boot up like I didn't want to see which characters are going to be oh, joining because no. it's like it's a fun surprise you know but in terms of the characters leveling with you I think there might be like a happy middle ground um with a game like Chrono Cross where everybody levels with you with the star system oh. but then the characters you're using get a little extra so it's mm. not going to be a completely huge deal breaker if you're forced or want to swap out for somebody else but like you also see uh like a tangible visualization of your relationship with these characters by them having a couple more hp or a couple more strength you know it's like the characters that you're using are just slightly better and i think that, that might be a happy middle ground on the flip side it i think a an rpg party as often as only as good as its weakest character and if oh, there's yeah. a character that you especially hate and they're constantly with you and even worse, <sighs> they have a major part to play in the story, and you're like, "Oh, I don't care about you. Why are you, why are you still here?" Uh, I think Exhibit A is Ashley from the original Mass Effect, where I mean, you can kill her off if you want, like right. Uh, solve your problems right there. Yeah, but not until much later into the game. So you got Caden. So you got like Garrus, and you got Tally, and you got Rex, and you're like, and Liara, and you're like, I love all of you. Also, Caden and Ashley are here, and the game keeps making me care about them, and I don't care. I'm contractually obligated by my Normandy FM co-host, Kenneth Shepard, to say that Caden is a good character. Uh, and, and does Is it because he's coded theater. gay? Is that it? it it's, it's because Ken is, is outside my door right now and will, will come to my head if <laughs> I don't say that. The door explodes <laughs> off its hinges. Uh, I, 
Bioware has oh I'm I'm in danger. But uh, I will say that Bioware actually maybe even has a more egregious example and and maybe the most infamous example of I don't like this character like a universally reviled character in the party and that is shout outs to Anders and Dragon Age 2 who I don't mm-hmm. think a there there are people there are anders fans out there but i think anders is maybe one of those characters that everybody walks out of that game going why anders why did you have why why are you like this why and uh it's it is a moment where i love the cast of dragon age 2 i think isabella's great i think meryl's great i think uh fenris is great uh, Varric obviously so good that they just like somehow wrote him into being your best friend in Dragon Age Inquisition because they didn't want to lose that how good he was but Anders just brings the whole thing down <laughs> like mm-hmm. just really tugs it all down is he I haven't played uh Dragon Age 2 is he kind of in that Bioware archetype of like a Karth from KOTOR just kind of the boring drain of I, wish. <laughs> I wish I wish oh, no. uh Anders Anders is like to give a TLDR he is a mage who they kind of set up as being uh you know Dragon Age is all about the mages are uh you know super powerful but they can tap into blood magic so the church wants to keep them down with the templars uh so Anders is kind of on the side of the mages and on the extremist side of the mages uh, and really like wants to help them and get mages out, but also keeps dabbling into like, oh, I'm going to do some blood magic, and that's fine. Don't worry too much about it. And you're like, no, Anders, you're killing people. No, <laughs> uh, and and the end of the game, he essentially commits a gigantic act of terrorism after the main conflict has been resolved, just to stoke the fires a little bit more. Oh. And uh, yeah. Like everybody's sitting there, like I think we've really solved this. I think we've come to an amicable agreement. We've got a person installed that can really be a good middle party. And Anders, like I blew them all up, <laughs> and you're like, what? and he's like, yeah, no, don't worry, I took the whole thing out. It's all good. And you're like, like no, Anders, it's okay. The last house. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Dragon Age Two was so bad. <laughs> Dragon Age Two was good. It sounds like he's just memorable. needed more time. You know, uh, he's how, memorable. That's not memorable. <laughs> That's something. He's a realistic character. There's also Tora from uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, the, the little, yeah. the mascot character. Whenever the oh, mascot character yeah. shows up in the JRPG, I which uh, I, ha- I have to say, he's actually a, a really interesting character to play, but I hate all Nopons. They keep trying to make Nopons a thing. Stop trying to make Nopons a thing. And I do like the fact that his name is Tora and he has tiger stripes. That's kind of cute. But yeah, Nopons yeah. are just like, please stop. Just well, it seems like stop. there's nobody in your party for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that's a no-pon, right? Are they kind of learning? There are no-pons, though. Uh, I think are. the first game had Tiki, Riki, whatever his name was, yeah, who had yeah, 40 yeah. kids, which at least thought was kind of funny. He had 40 kids, he couldn't support them all, so he had to go adventuring. That was funny, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. Before we continue, who does party members best? And is it historically Bioware? Because when I was thinking about, okay, when I was looking through the list and kind of putting games on here i was like wow bioware comes up a lot because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they really have a mold they really know how to, you know they're bioware archetypes but they are flexible enough to work within those archetypes and usually 
and you know create very memorable characters. I remember uh, when Kotor came out, and most console gamers didn't really they didn't they weren't really familiar with the Bioware dynamic. They're like, oh, that HK, he's hilarious. He keeps calling you a meatbag and wanting to kill you. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I love this mm-hmm. robot. Yeah, I mean, I think the easy answer is Bioware. I mean, it gets so tough with like uh, Square Enix, uh, business development unit three, like trying to figure out like the sub studio within Square to like highlight is kind of yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the weird one. If I may throw another one out there, it's kind of an odd one as well. Uh, what about like um, intelligence systems? If you count mm. all of oh. Fire Emblem, so like three houses. Well, yeah, also, yeah, you count the Paper Mario games. Yes. Ah, yeah. Oh. I mean, we're talking just wacky crew of characters that are memorable in their own way. Like those first two Paper Mario games, I think are are contenders. I mean, just having I don't know, even Origami or... King has the the some mm-hmm. great characters in the, it. The little right. Bob Bomb in yeah. Origami King. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, Bobby. <laughs> so yeah. that's an example of a mascot character gone right. It's like mm-hmm. when you can have the cute novelty character as opposed to one who's just completely overbearing. Right. No, for sure. right. no yeah. you're right, actually. Uh, I find that the Mario RPGs, like almost all of them, have some of the strongest writing in the genre. People won't, like, I think most people can agree that, like, Thousand Year Door is one of the funniest games ever written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Mario and Luigi games, like, are laugh out loud hilarious a lot of the time. So oh, I yeah. totally agree with Intelligence Systems. That's a good, that's uh, a good pick. I, I also know we're going to talk a lot about Atlas because of Shim, uh, Persona, but Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor, fantastic cast, wonderful cast. Fantastic art cast, cast, horrible art style. I just I can't get over that art style. I, what is going I, on with them? They, they, their, their spines just curve differently, all right? They, they're just <laughs> built different. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but I do, I love, I actually think Shin Megami Tensei, on the whole does a pretty okay job with its party the problem is like the mainline games are very protagonist centered yeah and and you don't really get to spend a lot of time with the party but when you get into some of the games like devil survivor and they give you these these teams that you're working with and they actually add some social links and stuff from persona to kind of let that bleed over a little bit they can do some really good writing in that area and i think like honestly controversial take punch right there with persona in terms of like good memorable cast but uh it's yeah yeah like alice gets you know there's there's due recognition for for some stuff but shout outs to the other stuff they do too <laughs> yeah i'd like to i guess give a, a shout out to falcom um i've, mm, I've yeah. only oh yeah, yeah i've only started my journey with with the the trail series so i've made it through the first trails in the sky but like it's hands down one of my favorite RPGs of all time now. Um, like, wow. Oh, wow. I, I think a lot of what I love about the characters and the party in that game is that the world building really uh, accentuates everything. It's uh, fair. It's a really well built world, and I will say, I do. I was saying earlier how Trails of Cold Steel, how that's all linked up, and that goes beyond. Like Trails of Cold Steel has a lot of ties to Trails in the Sky. Yeah. So it's a whole universe that Falcom put a lot of. of of thought into and it's really good yeah i feel like that studio in general doesn't get enough credit i mean they've been around forever since the 80s yeah, mm-hmm. 35 years or something it's just bananas and i still feel like it's not exactly a household name for for fans of the game industry and know? i mean like adol and dogi they're married i mean they are <laughs> <laughs> there's something no way around this look they're even, just traveling the world as best friends so even want. Falcom is like they're yeah they're good like friends. husband and wife like that's just who they are yeah <laughs> 
Well, we're going to continue on and start nominating some great RPG parties in the next segment so that we can then build our list. But before we do that, if you are with us right now during the live show, we are doing our Acts of the Blood God charity benefiting Trans Lifeline right now. And we're we're on to day two. How are we doing, Eric, in terms of uh, the monies? Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, we're at $5,420. Hey! Yeah. Um, and if you want to donate, you can uh, just put the link in the chat. But you can head there. We have so many giveaways as well. Like many Kat, giveaways. We are, yeah. we are flush with things to give away. It's frankly, swimming in codes. Yeah, we've got so many codes that we're going to be giving out throughout the day here. Uh, anybody who enters in at twenty dollars or more gets entered into the raffle drawing for an Xbox Series X. At the ten dollars wow. tier, we got a bunch of really cool stuff like a Tales of Arise PS5 Collector's Edition, a Switch Pro controller, and then at five dollars. Uh, you get entered for a year one Blood God pin, a uh, 12-month Xbox Game Pass code, and a bunch of the codes that we're going to have left over because we literally have so many codes left over. There's no way we're going to mm. be able to give them out during the stream. <laughs> so we're going to have to start raffling them off at the end as well. Uh, so get in there, uh, get those donations in, get entered, and raise for a good cause. Trans Lifeline is a great cause that helps a lot of people around the U.S. Uh, fiscally, emotionally, uh psychologically is the word i was looking for uh and uh helps us out in 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 tough times so uh shout outs to to them and and a good cause and make sure you donate for it very much so we've got a lot more to do in this stream as we continue on well into the day (laughs) but just started Yep, our Nuzlocke run is coming up next i'm looking forward to that we're going to have special guests casey defridas and kelly plaggy Pokemon experts to help me right. try and beat Morty. Oh, but okay. is uh, Nadia 3 still alive? Nadia 3 is still alive. <laughs> but I'm sweating because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking ahead to Whitney and her mill tank. And I'm going, okay, I've got Teeps 2, the Pidgey, and I've got uh, Nadia 3, the Totodile. And I'm like, I don't know if I've got enough firepower to take down that mill tank. We're going to see. So I'm going to have to uh, pick Casey and Callie's brain, especially Casey, because, oh, my God, nobody knows Pokemon better than that girl. Godspeed, Nadia 3. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Godspeed. We need you to survive till Morty so that I can just, like, bite. Why why can you bite a ghost? I don't know. It's Pokemon. Don't ask stupid questions. It's a dark. It's a dark attack. But, okay, this is the part of the podcast in which we nominate some great RPG parties so that we can start building a big old list and then we can narrow it down and ultimately come up with a list of the 10 best RPG parties. I'm just going to throw this one out right away. Chrono Trigger. It's iconic for a reason. Yeah. And actually, I think it's not a shock that the best RPGs typically have the best parties as well. But as far as I'm concerned, Chrono Trigger does not have a weak link. Frog, Chrono, Morrow, Luca, Ayla, Magus, they're all amazing in their own rights. They all go on their own journeys. They all have memorable designs. They all synergize really well in the actual combat system. And they're all iconic. I mean, yeah. if you look at Frog, or if you look at Luca, 
you know instantly that you are looking at Chrono Trigger. As uh, Chrono Trigger is the best RPG ever made, or at least the second best. And <laughs> 1A, 1B was Fallout New Vegas, and a lot of it is the party. Yeah, I think I think there's a. You could easily make a case for Frog being like the greatest companion character in any RPG. So I feel yeah. like he's pulling a lot of weight here. I'm with you. It's it's absolutely up there. Ayla, I'm not. If I, had I just love Ayla's game. Just took it straight up from a romance novel series. That's that's mm. chutzpah right there. Oh really? That's the kind of thing where basically I was playing the game for the first time and my mom sees Ayla's name. She's like. Wait a minute, because she has like a whole shelf full of Clan of the Cave Bear books. So she was the one who told me about that. Oh, funny. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah, but I, it's it's a contender. It's it's near the top of this list, if not number one. Yeah. 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 I, I'd I also say I'm... that I don't know about Fallout New Vegas making it through. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Fallout New Vegas enjoyer, I'm noted on this podcast <laughs> as such. Um, I just I don't know if it feels like a party. I think it feels like characters that you decide to have come with you. And I think this is ultimately a thing that Fallout and Skyrim have have always kind of had trouble doing is that you have individual companions, but they never feel like a party per se. And I would say that it has some of the best companion characters around, but I don't know that I would put them in the party slot. I think that's like the weird distinction I'm making in my brain right now. I... I'm going to put in a nomination for Persona 5 because it's basically a really uh, fabulous version of Stephen King's Loser Club where Mm. everyone is a misfit or a problem or a criminal outright. And I mentioned earlier how great the battle system is, how they all link off each other, especially in Royal when they have those team moves that are absolutely Mm -hmm. hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like um, Mikoto and uh, Ryuji doing the Fist of the North Star parody. Like that's, that's brilliant. Like that's a lot of fun. And Ryuji and uh, Yusuke having the um, the noodle shop thing. Like it's stuff that actually does tie into their personalities and tie into their backstories. And of course, it just looks fantastic. It's all great. It's all greatly, really well voice acted. Just a just a great party overall. I I kind of like Morgana, by the way. I definitely like Morgana better than Teddy. I like Morgana. Uh, Teddy. Teddy's just skeevy. That's his whole shtick. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgana, like, Morgana's just interesting because Morgana's going, uh, am I, what am I? Like, I'm human, mm-hmm. right? I'm definitely a human. There's that existential crisis uh, that's kind of similar to Vivi uh, yeah, going sure. on with Morgana. So, I, I, yeah, I dig Morgana as a character. But, uh, John, I'm, I'm curious, do you have a nomination? Yeah, I'd like to put Final Fantasy XIV on here. I think yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Welcome to Sickle Hour, everyone. Hundreds of hours with them. And, uh, yeah, they, they are high up there for... Uh, are we really putting an MMORPG on here? Come on. Yeah, I kind of defended this earlier when I said that now the single player aspect is much stronger and you do adventure with the Scions. They are in the dungeons with you now. And Grahatia is the best boy. At the, I agree. I agree there. Graha forever. <laughs> Put them at the top. Okay. okay. Why you okay. do this to me? John, <laughs> you're banned from the podcast right, now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> One and done. John, uh, welcome to the Charlene dropouts. You're coming on. You're coming on. You're coming on my podcast now. Uh, but what what I think really really works with the Final Fantasy fourteen cast um, is that you do spend so much time with them, and they it's the first time in an MMO where I feel like you have people who are actually with you, and you're not just like you are the special person in the world, but there are 
uh, about like 10 other people who are there who have your back instead of like random world leaders um, who mm -hmm. give you quests. World leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's weird for me to actually like go into an MMO and have a connection to, to characters. I, yeah, I mean, I think everyone can say like, Alizé is a character they kind of grew up alongside and just mm -hmm. how much she changes mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. good she becomes and Gabu, poor Gabu. Oh, Gabu. Yeah, I, I, when I started playing 14 in like the start of this year and now I'm already up to Endwalker. Um, but I blinked and, and I binged all of it. Uh, <laughs> but when I posted the image of the first time you like meet the Scions in in the um, the Waking Sands, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, you see all their looks for the first time I posted that and so many players were like, Oh my God, look at them. Oh, it's been so There's long. The they look so different. And like, that is, that's RPG party, right? That's like yeah. a lot of what makes mass effect. Another game I would put forward mass effect two specifically, uh, like mass effect three by the end, when you're talking to everybody at the end of that game and you're going like, Oh, we've had such a long journey together. And you have that feeling of like, these characters really grew with me over the course of the journey and I influence them. They influence me like that's somehow 14 does that in an MMO. I, I am baffled by it to this day, but they really did do it. I, okay. As, as an outsider here, mm -hmm. is it just a case of it has good party members for an MMO or you think it's, I mean, near the I, time I, they keep for final fantasies. Pretty much the best Final Fantasy game outside of six for me, to be honest with you. Uh, but, but the party and, members, wow. the party members specifically. That's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. Same, still really? the same. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I, Endwalker in particular, like I was just saying about how they've really been implementing the single player stuff. Endwalker works really hard on actually wanting you to use those party members instead of mm -hmm. teaming up with mm -hmm. strangers. There are actually story elements that continue mm -hmm. according to who you take into, like the the. The level 87 dungeon is incredible for that. That's just all I'll say about that. Yeah, like like to break it down to like the base mechanics for it, especially folks in the stream who may not know like how this functions, because this is also what blew my mind is that this this game normally in an MMO, it's like very you centered. It's all about like you're going to go do all these dungeons. And then as John was saying, you run back, you tell Thrall like, yeah, I killed all those bears and Thrall's like, good job. And you're like, OK, cool. <laughs> and instead, 14 around the point of like Stormblood post Stormblood um really they started amping this up uh you play as other scions you have yeah. segments yeah. where you actually are not playing as your character you're playing as huh. uh Alphano you're playing Shola and you're doing this segment where they are doing something completely different or you're in this duty encounter where you have all your friends together and it's like teaching you raid mechanics while also being like mm. here comes a big attack everybody gather together and Ishtola like puts up a barrier and it's oh it's so good I'm like getting chills thinking about it right now <laughs> and um it's it's not just clever because it's like a cool way to teach you MMO stuff with single player RPG conventions it's also like building these characters up as ones that you really care about over time that when you're in a dungeon and things are happening or or like um i think it was the shadow bringers post content like 5.5 where you're jumping all across this giant battlefield to different parties of the scions to yeah. accomplish one goal it's so cool it's just genuinely cool like that's stuff that great rpgs do and 14 does it in an mmo so that's that's my pitch on it <laughs> Just when you thought you were safe. Final Fantasy XIV Discourse. <laughs> You're never safe.
Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon yep. has come up 100%. a few times on this. Um, over in the Discord, I asked people, like, tell me uh, favorite RPG parties. Let's nominate some. And Milk said, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Ichiban and crew, they are at their most lovable and age-relatable. The choices yeah. that are made don't seem too crazy, and they all fit so well together. I don't feel like I need to defend them too hard. Like Dragon is a near-perfect game, in no small part because of the party. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And having like the bar as kind of the home base where everybody can kind of hang out together mm -hmm. really adds to mm -hmm. it. And the fact that they all feel like underdogs in society coming together, but all underdogs from like a different vantage point and that natural friction between them, I, I, it's an incredible group for sure. Um, Eric, I have a question for you. With it. Mass Effect. Yeah. What is the ultimate party across all three? Uh, it's not Andromeda. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, I think Andromeda does have great characters. It also has a character who we affectionately refer to as a Weeaboo on uh, Norm BFM <laughs> because it is a human character who is obsessed with Asari culture uh, and just wants oh, no. to be Asari all the time. So we called her a Weeaboo. Uh, <laughs> um, but I so. I would almost say Mass Effect 1. The problem, as you noted earlier, I think the human companions fall kind of short. And uh, I, I I almost like Rex more the further he gets from the party. It's weird to say that. But like Rex in Mass Effect 2 is so great as a character. Mm. And so well, like well-written as this mercenary who's now having to like control an entire region and bring the Krogan together that I'm almost like, I love you, buddy, but, but you, you do you, me do me. And we'll see each other when we see each other. Uh, I think mass effect three is honestly just a greatest hits mixed with some kind of lackluster party characters. I don't think making Edie a party character was all that oh, great of an idea. Right. And I don't like Vega. So, Jacob? Uh, mass effect two, I think Jacob has issues, but, Jacob is honestly, it is he is the weakest link for me. But Mass Effect Two has Legion, Mass Effect has no. Garrus and Tally and Thane, even Miranda, Jack. Like honestly, and then the DLC characters, you get Kasumi in there. Kasumi is fantastic. Like I think Mass Effect Two is the banger cast. I think that's the best one. I don't like Miranda though. Oh, but Miranda's you Jack. Miranda's not bad. She's just genetically designed that way. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh is that how it goes? The, her, I think her arc is better in Mass Effect 3, but I do, I ultimately came around to after playing Mass Effect 3, coming back to Mass Effect 2 and seeing the whole idea of here is this person who was designed to be perfect, held down by her father and told like, you are going to be my legacy. And she's like, I don't want to be that. And she's kind of struggling with high expectations that are always set for her when she just wants to do what she wants to do. I think that's a relatable arc. So uh, yes, the camera leers at her a bit. And yes, she does get a lot a of bit. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> a bit. Uh, and she just, she does get that Jessica rabbit thing of, you know, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. But um, it is, I, I do think she ultimately comes around as a good character, and I like her. Even even that by the end of Mass Effect Two, you can kind of have her being like, 
actually Cerberus sucks, whereas I don't think Jacob ever fully came around to that. But Miranda, by the end of Mass Effect 2, is like, yeah, Cerberus is probably a bad idea. It ends up leaving Cerberus, obviously. But um, yeah, I think it's I think Mass Effect 2 is my favorite cast. So what's and it has so the what's, best of Mass Effect 1. So, so what's the core Mass Effect party for you? The core and why is Mass it Garrus? Why is it Garrus, Tally, Rex, Shepard, Liara, and insert two others? I mean, Liara's great. I think that is the biggest thing you miss from Mass Effect 2, unless you yeah. play Lair of the Shadow Broker. Um, and my usual go-to Mass Effect party is actually Garrus and Tali, because I usually play Vanguard and have Biotics on lock. But Liara is a great character. And this sounds like also... Mass Effect 1 is the best party, man. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> the, the, you can't beat the OGs. Yeah. Do I want to trade Thane... And Legion, and Legion. Grunt, I think you have to. I, I think Samara. you have to put Legion in there. Legion. You have Legion. to put Legion in there. Yeah. The Legion core is one of the best. Oh, Morden. How can I forget Morden? Morden's oh, like Morden. one of the best Mass Effect characters. Period. Like, yeah. I, again, I think I think Two's got it on lock. As much as I love Liara, we get the DLC. We get the DLC. That's what matters. I think the yeah. the trick is is that Garrus is great because of the evolution that he undergoes in oh, Two. And mm-hmm. the same with Tali and arguably Liara. Like Liara is kind of the naive character in one, and then by two, she is just she's got everything on lock, you know. Right. So right. I think so much of why we love the characters from one is because of two. Yeah, I think it's an interesting case for that. It's so weird to hear about Rex's evolution in two and three because in every time I've played Mass Effect, I hate it, but it was so impactful that. I had Rex uh, be shot by Ashley. <laughs> in every- oh, no. That is my oh, canon no. Mass Effect. And it's like, it just hurt so bad that it accidentally happened the first time. Now, every time I replay it, it's like, this sucks, but I need to steer it that way. I mean, that is the way. It, it's because it, it makes you feel Storytelling? Yeah, it really, could, like, it hurts yeah. so bad. You could bad. be eating so much better. You could be getting so much more delicious content than what you get in two and three. Yeah, but isn't the heartache the most delicious content of life, you know? No, <laughs> you can live better. <laughs> Who's in charge of Mass Effect 2 if uh, Rex is killed? Uh, it's, oh God, I forgot his name. He's like some cousin or something. And he's just the most incompetent leader. He is hilariously incompetent. And and like, so here, big spoilers from Mass Effect 3. Um, in Mass Effect 3, you can do the total renegade thing and pretend to cure the genophage and not do it. Uh, and that's actually the only way that Morden survives Mass Effect 3 is if you do that. Um, if you do that, Rex will figure out. Like, Rex is smart enough to have figured out that you have not actually cured the genophage. will come try and kill you, and you have to end up killing him as well. If you wow. do it with bad replacement fail son of Krogan... He never figures it out. <laughs> so that is the reason why to do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Reeve. Reeve is what they yep. say. Reeve is who yep. replaces Rex. Staying on the PC RPG tip, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't include Plane, Planescape Torment. And mm. Oda says, this is inarguable. The party from Planescape Torment, an amnesiac zombie, a floating skull, a foul-mouthed tiefling thief, a fallen angel, a malfunctioning robot, a perpetually combusting mage, and a plane-jumping monk. Um, I think the reason that Planescape Torment, and honestly, uh, same with the Yakuza Like a Dragon and KOTOR 2, it's appealing to have a gang of misfits yeah. in a party, right? And I think, um, I, 
like Chrono Trigger, Planescape Torment doesn't have a weak link in all of it. And also, uh, I really like that Planescape Torment's characters have kind of their own agenda going on. They're all memorable. They're all incredibly well-written. Um, peak D&D. And definitely kind of stand apart even from like Baldur's Gate 2, which is, a, I mean, Bio, Baldur's Gate 2 and Baldur's Gate that codified the Bioware approach to party building, but Planescape Torment kind of goes, it's on another level in terms of memorable party members. And they play well together? They actually interact in an interesting way? I mean, they, I mean yes. Um, okay. The thing is, is that they, I think the thing that makes them stand apart is that they have their own relationships, not just with each other, but with you. And sometimes they don't like one another. And they don't want to be in a party together. And that um, gives it a lot more life, I think, yeah. in terms of uh, party building. Um, ben, why don't you nominate one? Well, I, here, here's one that I just want us to chew on. I just want us to consider. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think Chrono Cross has a place on this list? For just the sheer audacity, if we're talking about, you know, the Planescape Torment running down just the oddball characters there, it's tough to beat the collection of potential party members in Chrono Cross. I have to granted, agree with that. Granted, not the most in-depth, and it's definitely confusing why everybody's joining your party in that game, and it could definitely use a lot more scenes of everybody talking together, but there's... There's a couple scenes There's that they're to in there. Right. There's how right. many mascot mm -hmm. characters are in that game? Like 10? All of them? <laughs> nothing but mascot characters. I just think it's worth considering on this list for the, for just them swinging for the fences with the party, right? I agree. Yeah. I, I have like a nomination. Then, in a way. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I right. have a nomination. Cooler. Uh, Valkyrie Chronicles. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Especially the core ones. The, especially yeah. the first one, because uh, we're talking about how characters don't sometimes don't get along. That's a whole theme in uh, Valkyrie Chronicles 1 with the Darksons. Mm -hmm. And there is mm -hmm. one thing I really mm -hmm. appreciated was how they depicted kind of anti-Semitism that way. Like, it doesn't just come from the bad guys. It's from the quote-unquote good guys who have to learn, okay, well, I'm being an asshole. I got to learn how to live with these other people who I've been told to mistrust and hate all my life. And they can, but until they overcome that, they get like... Uh, stat defa uh, stat debuffs if they're paired with a Darkson because they hate them mm -hmm, so much. Mm -hmm. And I just like the fact mm -hmm. that they explore that kind of prejudice that has no real borders, basically. And of course, uh, they gamified the, racism. It's they gamified racism, and they did it really well. I have to say. I mean, I I, I thought it was really interesting what they did. But uh, even beyond that, the main characters like the I. And the tank, the tank's a character in itself. And mm -hmm. and you have uh uh what what's it from uh the Dreamcast game, the the uh how could oh, I forget the name uh, of it? Uh Scars of Arcadia. Scars of Arcadia. You have uh yeah, Vice yeah. In, in there too. Oh, Scars of Arcadia is a really good party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a good nomination. I yeah. I agree. I the thing I like about Valkyria Chronicles is they're doing the whole Yes, we're soldiers, but we're civilians who are pulled into this, and we exactly. all have dreams mm -hmm. of things mm -hmm. that we want to do outside of this. And I think that makes them relatable, even as some of them get superpowers. Uh, there's there's a real Gundam vibe tying into the Summer of Gundam aspect of it. Um, uh -huh. Nadia, since we're like we're chatting right now, um, Dragon Quest Five or DQ Eleven? Which one has a better party fight?
Quest Eleven is like all bangers on every level. Like the characters are all great. Mm -hmm. They're all fun to play. Cat, you mentioned how you pulled from them like in a tough battle. They're all there for you. But Five has such an interesting dynamic with the family, and you really do feel like you're adventuring with your family and your pet. And whenever pets come along with you, ah, oh, shoot. I think I would have to give it to Eleven just because mm. there's so there's just no gaps there. Whereas in Five, to be honest, like, you know, you, you can, there are sometimes holes that don't really fill in properly, but I don't know. They're both great, but I'm going to give it to Eleven. Super, Zoo Batman says, getting to fight with your family and a pet saber cat has way more meaning than a merry band you pick up along the way. Grinding and leveling up and watching your children grow stronger and being proud when they surpass you. Yeah, and I actually do love the fact that at the beginning of the game, when you're you're a little kid voyaging with Pancras. First of all, I love that you do that. You go out and venture with your father. Usually the kid's told, oh, you stay behind while well, I go out and fight the monster. And then the stupid kid follows anyway, so everyone's wasted their time. Whereas Pancras is just like, yeah, you know, come learn with me and I'll, I'll make sure you, you don't get hurt too badly. And uh, we'll have a good time until I basically get my ass kicked by a, a giant horse. And yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a tough one. I can really go either way. But five is very special. I admit that. It has very special circumstances surrounding it. Do we have other opinions from the rest of the group? I personally, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask for just general games to put back, to put onto the list. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah, um, no. Uh, let's see here. Um, how do we feel about Final Fantasy Tactics? Ooh. Um, just, uh, so, okay, here's the thing. I've been shying away from these games with absolutely enormous casts yeah. because yeah. I think that it's easier when you have a smaller party that has actual dynamics as opposed to plug-and-play characters. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics does have its share of characters who have interesting arcs and everything, mm. but I think there's just a far stronger cohesiveness in a game like, say, Dragon Quest V or Dragon Quest XI. Right, right. Um, so that's why that's another reason why I didn't go with, say, like Suikoden 2, a game that has zillions of characters, right? All right. of some of whom are interesting in their own right, but um, it's it's an army. It's not a party, if that well, makes sense. Well, for Suikoden 2, you have like Joey, Nanami, and the hero as that real triangle going on. And I have to say, not to spoil too much for Eric, but there is one of my favorite scenes in, a, in an RPG. It's the scene where they're waiting outside the gate in the sunset and everything's going downhill and you know nothing's good going to happen but they're still waiting for joey mm. anyway and you no, know I, why I, he's I, not I've there seen that scene already yeah yeah so you know why he's not there but then he like kind of approaches and you know something's very bad has happened but he's just kind of mm -hmm. hugging them and say it'll be okay like that's a that's a rough scene uh one that came up during discussion that we have not talked about since but i want to put forward tales of arise i think is mm. honestly one of the better recent rpg casts and as much as I love Vesperia and Symphonia, I would put Arise a little bit over because I think the way those characters came together, uh, Alfin's fantastic. I think Shion's great. But honestly, it's the supporting cast that does it for me. It's Dolim, yeah. it's Rinwell, it's uh, Kisara. It's like so many characters, the way that their relationship, relationships develop, especially Dolim. Oh, Hoodle. Come on, Hoodle. Hoodle. Come on. It's, it's Hoodle. Hoodle. It's the greatest. And King Hoodle, who counts. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's also very important. But like Dolim and Rinwell, especially, I think is maybe one of my favorite like party member relationships. Yeah, I've they seen had a really interesting because, dynamic. Like, like Rinwell is a character whose whose parents were killed by 
the occupiers and Doalim is one of the lords who is part of the occupying regime. And while Doalim is going through this whole like figuring out that he's been supporting this system that has been killing people, even if he was trying to do right by them, Rinwell is trying to figure out how she can work with somebody who, even though he means well, was part of that system and part of it staying in power and doing the things that it did to her parents and her people. That's a really, really good dynamic in a party. And you get to see that tension play out through the entire story. It's very, very good. What is the best Final Fantasy party? And why is it Final Fantasy 4? Final Fantasy 4? I would, <laughs> outside of 14, a big discussion we just had, I can absolutely see why 4 is a good party. Because it is the quintessential console RPG party. You have your... Yeah your hero who gets redeemed, you have his jealous-ass best friend, you have the love interest, you have kids, the snotty kids, you have the great magician, you have, like, it's a, and it's a, a, a story that shuffles the characters in and out as appropriate, which, it, it, that's why it's kind of a simple, straightforward RPG, but that's not a bad thing. Uh, again, this is kind of mm. like almost, I don't want to call it like baby's first D&D campaign, because it's not that, but it is certainly sorted out in a way that my someone like my dumb young ass who was really starting at getting into RPGs could say, okay, I like these archetypes. I see where we're going with this. I I enjoy these characters. I have written 50,000 fanfics about Kane Highwin. <laughs> I I think I'm, Eric is going to be happy about this. I think yeah. 10 might sneakily be stronger. Mm, no, I was, I was going to one-up you. I was going to say, let me tell you about Final Fantasy 10 too. Let me tell you about why wow. are That game has pain. It. Let me tell you, Pain's great. Pain is not Good great. Character. Pain's a fantastic character. Her whole arc what is, is about motivation. How, what is her arc? That her entire fire team got turned into raving lunatics who shot each other. And she's like, yeah, no, like, this is bad. Church bad. Yevon bad. I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriends on a ship and go raid treasure. Like, that's a good pitch. <laughs> that's a very good pitch. <laughs> I like Professor Roche saying pain is not Titus, therefore better cast. Interesting. <laughs> Fair enough. Is, is nine a contender here? I think nine is a contender, but yeah. um, they're, they're just so it, sweet. You know, it's tough. To there's see. a lot of chaff. There's a lot of chaff in nines. A party. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah, nobody really cares about uh, the little mage girl. Nobody cares about her. I like Eco. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Amarant, I guess, is kind of the weak link. Amarant's like, the problem. One of the biggest duds, I feel like, for the PlayStation Generation cool. Final Fantasies. Mm-hmm. He looks confusing. What? He looks like he's made of like vegetables. What is going on? <laughs> I guess so. Spaghetti. Made out of vegetables. Spaghetti hair. Yeah. God. I, I mean, how do you feel about list making on this podcast? Is it a matter of? We should not overwhelm this list with just every Final Fantasy. We should definitely not overwhelm it with every Final Fantasy. I think that we should. I mean, we already got 14 on here. Right, and right. if I'm going to be real, I'm looking at the full list of Final Fantasies. Yeah. And all of them, all of the parties have some like truly amazing characters, mm-hmm. but then a ton of weaklings. Right. So it's hard for right. me. It's hard for me to necessarily put any of them on this list. To your point, 10 does have, I think, very solid, like a yeah. higher average batting than than the other Final Fantasy parties. I agree. Because like yeah, for sure. I think Kamari is probably the weakest link on that party. Yeah. And even then Kamari But like, even he has a moment, right? You know, yeah, Ronso's yeah. He gets enough. to fight his Ronso brothers, the weak little Kamari and the fight like. on the, <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> uh like right. and you've got 
like failure jock bro goth mom uh best friend uh like like whiny yeah, Riku, main character. Yeah. yeah. I love Riku. I love Riku yeah. so Riku, much. Riku's great. Riku's good. Does not fit into a traditional archetype, but I think she's a really fun thief character. She is a, a really great. fun thief character to play. Stranger of Paradise. Hell yeah. Oh. I do appreciate a hero who just says like the the lich is saying, blah, I'm the lich. And he's just like, fuck you. And he tries to punch him. And he gets splattered back to the wall and literally it's gone going like he nothing happened as i was saying i am lich dorky question for y'all but this seems like a good podcast for it did anybody else when you were when you were younger not as adults obviously but when you're younger like choose characters to claim in rpgs was that just like my friend group where like a new rpg would come out and be like okay uh i call vivi i i i am them and like it was like this weird did anybody else do that of like just claiming like okay this one is represents me Metaphor. Yeah, yeah, definitely like picking favorites and then having some sense of like, no, this is my favorite. Like this is right. this is my I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. I got you. Power I, Rangers. I think it's definitely yeah, yeah. natural. Yes. Yeah. I think it's natural to say, well, this character is my favorite character. Like in 10, it was Riku. I loved mm -hmm. Riku so right. much. Um yes, I I think I kind of aspired to be Riku because I loved be her. Your, totally Riku. I loved her energy. You know, mm -hmm. I loved her optimism. She was cool. She was always in my party. So um, I you know. I think there are some characters that you relate to naturally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I you can. So I think it makes sense to go, no, no, I'm Riku. Yes, right. I aspire to be Riku. And if you're just listening to the audio version of this podcast, you should know that Kat is dressed exactly like Riku. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Full the, uh, especially Final Fantasy X 2 Riku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, a, with the hair and everything. Amazing. <laughs> Um, God, that game was so extra. <laughs> Mother 3 or Earthbound? Oh, ever shoot. Earthbound, but I mean, character-wise, you're probably, from what I've heard about Mother 3, probably that, but like, Earthbound is such very... a... Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Earthbound's just such a tight group it's only four exactly. characters like mm -hmm. yeah ness mm -hmm. is uh kind of a blank slate um but there is some stuff going on around him with like his dad and his his family being away and uh trying to save the world against all odds uh, but then you have the 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 disparate me members that you kind of like find along the way paula who you say from a cult uh yeah. jeff who's like this uh this genius that happens to hear paula's prayers i believe um and like adventures towards you and then Pooh's just awesome Pooh is like Pooh's the just best there character. he's awesome uh, though <laughs> i feel yeah. like uh earthbound has a very different dynamic from mother three's party earthbound is extremely innocent but in a very important way i've talked in the past about how the whole theme of earthbound is apathy in adults and well that's a theme that's really kind of resonates today but you know, you have Ness and Paula who have this kind of innocence between them. And you have uh, Jeff, who is the genius. He actually kind of escapes from a boarding school uh, mm -hmm. from with the help of his friend Tony, who is canonically gay, by the way. So one of the first oh. gay characters I knew of. Hmm. And then you have Pooh, who's a really interesting addition to the whole thing because he is kind of the adult. And he goes through that no training, uh, moo training rather, at the mm -hmm. beginning of the game. And that's kind of scary actually when you consider the origins of the other characters so 
but there still is like basically earthbound purposely is the cast of it without the creepy ending that happened at the end of it and they have their prayers their toys all of that their rhymes to beat essentially it and that's that emotion right there mother three is a much darker game and we're talking before about characters who are messes and that's a whole game of messes lucas poor kid like he's never coming back from what happened uh duster is like he's physically disabled his father abused him and uh yuki what's her name uh tora uh the 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 woman like tora i can't uh her name was like bear tiger that was literally her name like she has like a she has her own like you know demons and then there's the dog the dog is good there is a dog, dog in Mother probably 3, good. I think, that gives it the... the and Flint. The sequence with mm-hmm. Flint and what happens afterwards, like, you, I think you do fight with fuel at that point, so it is a party, but, dear God, just... It's so hard to choose between the two because they're so different. Like, I'd have a hard time, but I will say, maybe I'll give it to Mother 3, because Mother 3 has Flint for a while, and Mother 3 has the dog. Mm. Boney mm. is great, and it has that... They're so good at that battle system, the which... Yeah. You know, it's hard to have a Game Boy Advance game that really has such excellent, excellent music. So I'll give it to Mother Three, but Earthbound is certainly special. You do mm. have Buzz Buzz for a hot minute. Buzz Buzz, uh, it was Buzz really Buzz. the most disappointing. I agree. Death of my life. That and General <laughs> Leo are are neck and neck for me. Like you know, big fake outs. Oh, look at this awesome party member. Oh shit. Oh okay. Um. In the chat, my one you is saying any Xenoblade game at all? I guess the Nopon are to blame, but Xenoblade yeah. Torna has a really good party. They do, it does. Um, yeah. I love Xenoblade parties. I don't care. Even like the second one, everyone was like, "Oh, look at these dumb weeb girls." I had a great, great time with Xenoblade Two as uh, characters. But the first game, actually, you know what? Like, like that also has a special place in my heart because yeah, you had Ryan time, and you know this is the Monado's power, and you had Dunban, who is amazing, just this awesome adult trying to keep them all corralled. Like now, children, stay now, children, stay together. Right. No, right. I, I like the I like the cast of Xenoblade, and it has a uh, Sharla, the the healer. I think Xena Saga also yeah. had a pretty good party. Like yep. episode one, I specifically remember uh, like like Cosmos, obviously, but characters Shana. like Junior and, and stuff like that. Just Chaos, very totally. memorable characters mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, some of those scenes with Junior are so good. Like I remember that. Yeah. Cut the thing, like, oh, yeah. Is the, are we going back? Xeno Gears? Is that? Um, Ooh. That's an interesting one. Um, that, that was a big party. Um, and I, it's a little hazy in my memory. I remember uh, Saiten very well. He yep, was like kind of the wise guy. Yeah, he was not just a wise guy. He was a bit of a cipher because you were like going, "What is what is this guy's deal?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I like a good party member where you're not entirely clear on what their motivations might be. And right. I, I think Saiten fits in there well. There was a guy who was like Blanca, and you have an entirely too long uh, quest around him. <laughs> Um, there was a was it Billy the the gun priest? I like Billy the gun priest. Billy is great. Yeah, yeah, so Billy the gun sure. priest is such a good name for a character. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just on, so I've never played Zena Gears, but like I've never played Zena Gears. But name alone, if you told me this game has Billy the gun priest in it, I'd be like, okay, let's hear. It. <laughs> yep. Let's hear about this. Let's hear about this Billy. The good yeah. word of Billy. <laughs> And Emeralda, I remember her being mysterious and she was cool. Mm. Yeah. Choo choo. I mean, I, I don't think it's hanging with the with the top dogs in the pack, but no, it's, it's no. Fun cast. 
Yeah, I don't okay. think any of the Xeno games really hold uh hold up to like maybe Ooh. top ten level. Also, I mean, what out of all the Xeno games, what would you say has who has the best party out of all of them? Is it the OG Xenoblade Chronicles? I think uh, I think it would be the OG. Uh, brought up in the chat, uh, Shazira brought up in the chat how Dunman is an interesting character too because he he has to overcome a physical disability to mm, fight, mm. and he's not supposed to wield the Monado because that will kill you ultimately unless you're Shulk and you have the Monado's power. But so he oh, wields the Monado despite it like eating his body alive to defend against the robots. And then when the journey actually starts, he has to stop and heal before he can join the party. And um, he, after that, he, he can only use his left hand. So that's amazing. Like, not only is he so badass, he can wield the Monado without being able to, without, like, having the blood to do it. But he's just like, oh, this hand's useless. Time for my other hand. So that's. I'd give it to just for Dunban and like the way he keeps everyone together. Yeah. Do um, we have any trails stands in the chat? Oh yeah. We already had a discussion about trails <laughs> and why it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but is it which one? Or is it trails? In the yeah, sky? That, that's I think trails in the sky because it has a stealth. That is why. Yeah. Stealth's great. Stealth's great. Uh, was really Estelle like... in Cold Steel Three? I thought she was. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh... <laughs> I, I don't remember to be honest. So. But, yeah. okay, I'd give it to Trails in the Sky just because that's the origin of it all. And it's like a whole universe mm-hmm. that yeah. expands from that. I don't know if it's the origin of it all, but yes, like, uh, what, what do you think, John? Um, I mean, a lot of it starts off pretty boilerplate. Like, you're, you're, uh, like, Estelle is the daughter of, like, this, this great, uh, what, are, what are they called in that game? They're like... Uh, Blades? Am I right about that? They're they're like some name like that. That's like a mercenary yeah, like, group that yeah, takes jobs. But, yeah. Uh, so so like she she's following in the footsteps of her great father, um, who she thinks is trash, uh, but the entire <laughs> okay. world uh, loves is like all about this dude. Um, and her adopted brother, who was found one night like almost dead, um, and he's a huge badass. Um, but you you start to you you grow with those characters. They're they're questing through this world and uh, picking up odd jobs from different areas and picking up new characters from different areas and uh, and having more of these mercenaries join you and like mentor you. Um, mm. And people will pop in and out occasionally, and you'll be able to choose like which of these other uh, mercenaries that you want to take with you um, and and kind of see their side of the story like. One person might be a total asshole, and one person might be someone who's been like mentoring you uh, for a while. But like, yeah, I want to see what this asshole's doing. Um, I want to mm-hmm. see what what his deal is, and if we can like repair our relationship at all. Um, there's just a lot of great interactions between those characters. Um, a lot of like genuine feelings uh, that you kind of grow. Uh, for a lot of the characters and not just like like this person wronged me um but like you you spend plenty of time with them you learn about them um i, I think it's you do in fact spend plenty of time with them you can so confirm much uh, significant uh, amount of time so much time uh, yeah i think the appeal of trails in the sky is that characters like estelle grow out of the the boilerplate and to the point yeah. of being and estelle uh made it quite far in our mm-hmm. our character mm-hmm. bracket from uh, a while ago, she she has a lot of stands. I would say 
one of the most popular characters in the the Trails series. So I, I definitely want to definitely want to put it under consideration. Yeah. Um, also, a game I want to put under consideration: uh, Fallout New Vegas, our canonical best RPG of all time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it has an amazing group of again misfits uh in terms of your party members but not only that i think it was such a great opportunity to hit at a huge cross section of fallout history um also you have a cyborg dog so what's not to love about fallout new vegas um even even characters like boone kind of end up being more than the sum of their parts ultimately like you would look at boone and be like oh what's so special about boone but um the dry delivery um and everything that he does um the the tragedy with his wife which is actually quite moving um part of one of the darkest and best quests in that game in which you have to find the killer of boone's wife and then decide who you're going to put into his crosshairs and whether or not you're going to lie to him about it um yeah there's a lot to love about uh, the interactions with fallout new vegas's party i I do love that party. It's just, it goes back to what I said earlier that like, I, I think my biggest hang up is that it, you are always one-on-one with them. It's, mm. it's always like you and one person. It rarely feels like it really never quite is a party necessarily. It's just like a loose amalgamation. And I love what's the line that Veronica has where it's like, I'm glad you t- took a chance on a girl with stars in her eyes and a pneumatic gauntlet on her fists. Like that's, <laughs> um I, I like they all have such great dialogue they're all such incredible characters that they like punch right up there with some of bioware's best and stuff but i think what always gives other games the edge for me is just that their parties interact with each other where fallout new vegas's are very separate so i, I don't want to rule it out but it is one that's like on shakier ground for me i think that's a reasonable call um ultimately um and maybe that's the case with the Bethesda model in general is because you're only really mm. c- going with one. Outer Worlds was a bit better in that regard because yeah. you had mm-hmm. yeah. at yeah. least well, two. Sh- shout out to Skyrim because at least the, I think everyone got Lydia and traveled with her and then immediately shouted her off the throat of the world because that's just the first thing they did. Like, oh, you got the shout. Ooh, let me test this. Mm-hmm. She's gone. <laughs> uh, no, nobody kept poor Lydia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's something that I kind of wish the Fallout and Elder Scrolls games would do more. And in Outer Worlds is a really good shout that like giving I, I, almost like I hope that's where the the settlement idea goes is like now you'll have a base where these characters can hang out. Maybe Starfield has that where now these characters can kind of interact with each other a bit more and be around each other a bit more. But as it is in a lot of those games, they don't feel like a party. They just kind of feel like characters that you work with. I think that makes them great companions. I don't know if that makes them great parties. Um, someone else brought up the, the, some CRPGs have been kind of overlooked. So mm. someone else brought up Divinity Original Sin, like that mm. series. Um, also, Tyranny. Has anyone played Tyranny? I, I know it's uh, on my backlog. Boy, but... that is, talk about overlooked um, yeah. RPGs because it totally. didn't do super well when it came out. Interesting conceit. I never got that far into it. So it's hard for me to throw that one into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one the chat was was throwing out there and i haven't played it myself but 13 sentinels is that oh is that, god yeah is that a hell yeah i mean 
This is getting was back great. into the discourse. Great party. Um, Artin party. Yeah, it might fall into that. I might be hoisted by my own petard here. And this is a. Uh, they're maybe not necessarily a party party. They're more kind of a loose amalgamation of characters that are all mm. working together. But what, what else is a party? Um, it's. Yeah. The I do love those have, What's the name of the really cute chubby girl who loves food? Miwa? Uh, I love um, her. Yeah. I wouldn't her. consider her a party member because she She's never not. gets a mech. But I just want definitely we should give her a mech that. and we should give her all the, the, the really awesome uh, treats that she wants. <laughs> Shadowrun Dragonfall also came up. I think that was one of our... Mm, that's a good games. one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Low-key. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we did not put it into the Pantheon, but that was one of the big talking points when we were talking about Dragonfall was uh, mm -hmm. how good the party members were. And I think the thing that stood out to me was, uh, you know, they took some of the Shadowrun archetypes, but they kind of ran in uh, different directions mm -hmm. with them, including having like a female orc and whatnot. So I, I, I was into that. Um, I, so, okay. Thousand Year Door or Super Mario RPG? Oh, Thousand oh, Year Door. I go Thousand Year Door. I think Thousand Year Door. Um, it's close, but Thousand Year Door. Um, okay, I'm going to throw that on the list because we are we need to get to the actual voting really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also, uh, I'm I'm seeing a lot of votes for near, especially um, that's, near that's automata. Oda, that's Oda yelling in the chat, just saying near <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah. A possessed intersex guardian, a gay skeleton weapon of mass destruction, a talking floating book, and a bumbling father driven by emotion. I, I'm pro gay skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Vote for me. This is my platform. Me, I've been saying it for years. <laughs> um, yeah, original near does like I don't near automata doesn't have a party. It's just the yeah. story of two B nine S and and A two. Like they're just yeah. three different characters doing different things. But I do think near does a really <laughs> cool job of developing a sense of party that really comes together at the end of that story. Um, granted, it doesn't always feel gameplay wise like a party but i mean you really do have moments where it feels like you have an adventuring party of emil and kaine and near and grimoire vice that really works and and comes together and has good rapport with each other so i i could see it i could see it i'm on board with it i'm honestly <laughs> more on board with it than 13 sentinels and i know Me that's too. maybe heretical but okay I got a list of games that I'm going to just throw into the Discord chat really quickly, Ooh, and then okay. we should pick 10. And I, I think we could just shout them out. So I'll just drop it into a general really quickly. Okay. So here, here's a list of games really quickly. Um, I'm going to say that we should definitely put uh, Chrono Trigger in there. Yeah, that's yeah, a given. Yeah. given. Bold, bold. I think that's a given. Yeah. Uh -huh. Mass Effect 2, um, I'm just going to say, put it through. Yep, yep. Mass Effect 2. Uh, Persona 5 as well. I love Persona 5. It's so yeah. good. I want to say I Mother think... 3. These are, I think these Mother are like 3. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Okay. These are like the locks. We're just we're getting those Yeah, for the locks for the list, but yeah. we can quickly put them in oh, order. Yeah. I, I think uh, Yakuza yeah. like a dragon is a lock. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Sure. John, uh, do you have one? Final Fantasy 14. Yes. <sighs> Damn, what? <laughs> it feels weird. It feels weird. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. Don't worry. You don't have to justify yourself to me. I also think Trails in the Sky. We had a really good argument for Trails in the Sky. Yeah. Mm, Agreed. Sure. Um, 
I want to so push that, across yeah. Tales of Arise. I want to push across Tales of Arise. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I liked Arise, what, but what's what's oh, special hold, about hold, Tales hold of Arise? What, what I what I talked about earlier. I love that all these characters grow over time. Each of them gets their own like very individual arc as well, which is really cool. Like they their recruitment feels like the culmination of this big arc for them but then they continue to grow throughout the course of the game the the skits as we talked about are fantastic i think it would be folly to have an rpg party list and not have a tales game on there because i think that is mm. this is the party series if not okay. tales of arise then i'd go tales of vesperia because tales of vesperia mm. also has a banger party uh judith uh the dragoon <laughs> as we talked I would about go vesperia uh, over arise. I, like arise. I would vote for arise over vesperia because Vesperia, as we were talking about before, has Carol. And I think Carol is just But has Rita as a foil for Carol. That's the whole point. Oh, Rita is really good. I do That's like Rita true. a lot. That's true. And I do like Rita. I, and Rapide. I think Estelle... I think Estelle and Yuna are two of the best, like, counterpoints to the traditional, like, princess in danger archetype that mm, they become fair. these, like... Yeah, so I, Vesperia I, I or Arise? Let's go with Vesperia because uh, repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All repeat. Right. Yeah. I also want to lock in Valkyria Chronicles, personally. I think I made a good argument for it. Yes. Okay, yeah, we I got one Valkyria more that we can add. Oh. And our choices okay. are um, cutting Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> <laughs> Chrono Cross, um, Shadowrun Dragonfall, Thousand Year Door, um, or Nier. DQ11 isn't on this list either, right? Yeah, I think. Correct. I think we got to put DQ11 on there. I, I, I feel I like think it so. does. As much as I, I love some given. of the other choices, yeah. Yeah, and, and we should also to, cut F four fourteen. So many people are passionate about it. I guess we'll let it go. Um, shout out I, to Night's Old Republic. I feel like we didn't really give it. Yeah, a true. Kotor was a really good party too. Yeah, uh, we should we should put Kotor on there. I don't I mean, want to for HK alone. Seriously, actually, interestingly enough, Kotor two was the one that kept getting shouted out, um, mm. especially in the mailbag. Uh, here, um, let me read the uh the exact mailbag really quickly sure. um this is from woke smeed everyone in the group is fundamentally broken i like that archetype i've never seen a more universally ptsd allen group of characters in a game <laughs> huh. it's a disturbingly amazing how it gives you the option to help them heal or push them further into the worst self-destructive tendencies it's also gloriously willing to shit talk one another both to each other's faces and behind their backs they snipe at each other like teenage siblings trapped in a car on a road trip Kriya's utter disdain for Aton is hilarious and uncomfortable. Hell, even the droids have friction. Nobody in this trust party even really trusts you, with the rule-proving exception of Baudor. Everyone in his hiding as something. Everyone will question your decisions, and nothing will be universally agreed upon. You have to build a lot of trust just to get these people to stop criticizing everything you do from every angle. I really, I realize it sounds miserable, but that's the beauty of KOTOR, too. They're the best because they're the worst. So KOTOR 2 is a party of Star Wars fans. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, I I need to I need to say something, and this I might have to turn in my subscription and apologize to Yoshi P. But I am starting to come around to the idea that maybe 14 has a stellar cast, but maybe not a stellar like as solid Ooh, of a party. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you haven't yes. done Endwalker, my yes. child. You haven't. I know. Done I know. But like. Oh yeah. It, that Last I do think fall. there is still a division that exists that does not make the party feel as holistic as like, again, I'm looking at this <laughs> list and when we're cutting it down to 10, like if this is 15, if this is 20, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, keep 14 on. 
but like the ones that we are looking at passing over for 14 i'm going like those have really good parties like <laughs> cohesive together parties and like there's a lot of times in 14 where people come together but i think there's also a lot of time that you spend in 14 on your own collecting what was it coconut wine and cheese (laughs) like um there's also a lot of times in 14 where characters are just fully rebooted throughout an expansion uh who who was it uh oh boy thancred uh, has done oh, it. Yeah, uh, like, oh yeah, the, like the, the bringers like reboot of the, of the characters, like turning Thancred into Joel from The Last of Us and all yeah. that. Like Papa Thancred still looks like he's twenty. Hey, Papa Thancred. Mm. <laughs> Him and Yorange, holy man. Yeah. Uh, so but... I mean, I think DQ Eleven makes it, but yeah, yes, yeah. we have it on here. Um, yeah, our choices are uh, near uh, Thousand Year Door. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, yeah, I think those are the the Chrono Cross. I guess uh, I would not put it on there. But... I don't think I'd put that on there. It's it's yeah. fun, but it's not a party. Uh, P W L A S in the chat says, "Kind of surprised Dragon Age wasn't even mentioned." So I missed mm. it. We talked about two. I will say that Origins has a banger. Of course, all right, it has a dog. Inquisition. It yes. does, yeah. Sure. Does. Yeah, yeah. Origins has an incredible party. It has Morgan. It has um, Morgan. <laughs> Morrigan. Also <laughs> and, Morrigan. More uh, Morrigan. Yeah. Alistair, yeah. I guess. Oh, I like yeah, Alistair. I guess Alistair's <laughs> there <laughs> when you're not paying attention to Morrigan. Uh, um, as, um, you know, the, the, the bard. Who is the bard? Uh, bard thief lady. Oh, Leliana. Yeah. Because Leliana. Leliana. And the gay elf. Good character. Yes. Uh, Zevrin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think Inquisition's probably my favorite of the dragon age parties mm. uh, just because those characters feel very individual and also like obviously what they do with solace is really really cool uh and dorian is a fantastic character i think dorian's probably one of my favorite dragon age characters overall um oh disco elysium has the best party of two ever that's <laughs> agreed <laughs> Don't that's watch not a party. That's a duo. Time. Somebody yeah. was saying that uh, the voices couple. in your head constitute a party. Yeah, no, Disco that's Elysium. that's that's how I usually describe it. Is like, what if uh, all the voices, like Shivers and Logic and stuff like that, were party members and they could talk to you all the time? Stretching um, the meaning. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. What's well, the last like an one? Extrapolation of the concept. What's uh, the last one? I don't know if I can. <laughs> this is hard. So Nadia, you are you are a four sicko, mm. and you're a thousand year door sicko, yeah. and you're a Xenoblade sicko. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you are qualified to make, make this call. Choose. Oh, this is no pressure at all. Honestly, I would still give it to fourteen. No, well, she chose more. Oh. I I would. <laughs> oh. No. We, wait, we didn't talk about Planescape Torment. That was Look, one of the other ones. Just because it's a good individual collection of characters doesn't mean it's a party. Yeah. Pat, you haven't played but beyond like that. half of ARR, if that. Look, I'm deferring to Eric, who has played a lot. Just saying. Eric I, hasn't done Endwalker. I've played more than Eric. So. <laughs> I, I feel like- I'm being superseded here. <laughs> I feel like Final Fantasy is being punished by having so many entries and so many. I, I agree that, yeah. yeah, it's like it just seems weird not to even consider something like Final Fantasy VI for this list because it's like, well, well, Gao sucks. Therefore, it's not a good party. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's I so actually many. like Gao. 
Okay, look, I use Gal. I'm a Gal. I use Gal a lot. If you get the Pterodon rage, you can actually just kind of... Six is high highs, low lows. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. But we shouldn't discount those high highs just just because there's some lows in every Final Fantasy. Did did we completely bounce off four? Like, where did Final Fantasy four land? I think four is still a good contender. It kind of just died. Yeah, it kind of did. I I think the thing is, is that, you know, four... rotates uh, the parties so much and you don't get a lot of agency over how the parties are actually formed um, until the end and a lot of them are kind of anime archetypes. You don't even get like at at the end of the unless you play the the advanced version you don't get to switch out party members at the end even. You're stuck There's also FF15. There's also the boys. The lads out on a road trip. I do love the lads. (laughs) Camping with their Coleman camping gear making cup Frankly, (laughs) <laughs> Frankly, I'd rather put Xenoblade Chronicles on here than almost anything. <laughs> yeah. Are we going Xenoblade? Are we punishing Final Fantasy VII for being too popular and we're annoyed by No. Uh, okay. I, I said Final Fantasy VII at the very beginning. Not yeah. good collection of characters, not a great party. I mean, come on. Okay, Vincent, we need to make Ketchy, a decision and we Yuffie. still have to rank this. We we do. Oh my we have 10 minutes. In the segment, so. Okay. okay. Um, I, I'm happy with Xenoblade. Okay, I'll take Xenoblade. Xenoblade. I, I, Xenoblade. Xenoblade's yeah. great. Push it. All right. Uh, honorary mention power. fourteen. Yes. Honorary mention. Our honorary okay. mention. Okay. Number zero. Oh, we could just. List. Here's an idea: Mother Three and Earthbound. Perfect. What? They're both great. Wait, what? That's that's two different well, parties. You can't yeah, do that. Do? No, no, <laughs> no Mother Three not. and Earthbound both on the list. Oh no 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 no. We gotta pick one. <laughs> yes. We could have two. Uh, no, two? This is no. a list of ten, isn't it? I can't count well, usually. Geez, but they're both amazing parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Fine. then we're cutting another one, and all those other ones are. Yeah, yeah we're cutting Xenoblade. No, I'm not taking. No, no. I, I have to pay Xenoblade. Okay, fine. We may have ever found its due. What about all right, cool. Final Fantasy? Right. Chron- Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. High, medium, or low? High. On the list. High. High. Mass Effect Two. High, medium, low. High. 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 Persona 5, high, medium, low. I think medium. Medium, medium, medium yeah. Mother 3, high, medium, low. Medium. Low. Medium. medium to low. Medium to low, yeah. Uh, medium, low. Okay. I like the strategy, uh, Kat. This is cool. I like what you're doing. Yakuza, like a dragon. High, medium, low. High. High. High, uh, high medium. High, medium. Okay. Yeah. High, medium. Xenoblade Chronicles, high, medium, low. I think low. low. I think that's low. like number 10. That, that, yeah, that one barely made the list. Yeah, the list. So yeah. Xenoblade is already like number 10. Uh, trails in the sky. High, medium low. Medium high. I think Sounds just like straight up medium. Mainstream, yeah, I think it's yeah. middle of the road medium. Tales of Vesperia, I think medium low. Oh, I, I think, think low. I think, I think low. That's like number nine. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. not number There's, nine. I know what I know what number low. nine is. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying medium low. <laughs> okay. Valkyria Chronicles. Low. That's no? minus All right. nine. Really? Medium. Medium. Medium? medium? I think low. medium low. Yeah. Medium low. Yeah. DQ 11 high? Medium. High medium. Medium, medium high. high. Medium yeah. high. Medium yeah. high. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> we'll. Wait, was uh, Vesperia on that list? Yeah. Vesperia yeah. is medium low. Vesperia yeah. is medium low. Okay. Okay. Right, so, right. we'll start with our lows. I mean, we already got Xenoblade Chronicles at low. That sounds like a good And then there's yeah, medium that's, that's lows. Good. Mother 3, Tales of Vesperia, and Valkyria Chronicles. I mm. think um, out of them, I would put Vesperia at 9, honestly. Agreed. 
Eric, what did you yeah. say? Yeah. What did you say your okay. nine was? <laughs> I mean, I thought my, about... my I would have done like Mother Three, Valkyria Chronicles, Vesperia would be my ranking. But if we are not all hot on Tales of Vesperia, that's fine at nine. It made the list, so I Valkyria Chronicles can be nine too as well. No, we've we've got more passion for Valkyria Chronicles. So I, think, I agree. I, I think that's reflective. Nine is Vesperia, eight is Valkyria Chronicles, and seven is Mother 3. IMO. Yeah. yeah. That I good? I think right. that sounds good, yeah. Our medium is Persona 5. So I, six for Persona 5? Yeah. Five right. is six. Yeah, that, that might move once we see the whole list, but I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon and DQ11 are high mediums. Mm-hmm. So I would I put yeah. DQ11 or Yakuza like a dragon. I'd put Yakuza above I'd DQ11. Dragon quest. Wait, we're, we're going from the bottom. Oh wait, medium. Yeah. So Trails in the Sky is medium. So that yeah. would probably be five. That's like the okay. definition of medium. Yep, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so we're awesome. on to high mediums, which is Yakuza like a dragon or DQ11. Which one? I love DQ11 so much. <laughs> I like I like these both. I feel like the bonds of the characters in Yakuza Like a Dragon, I think you have such a better feel for it. Um, mm. It's a different cast. Totally. I agree. Yeah, I think the, how unique the cast, cast in Yakuza is gives yeah. it a mm-hmm. gives yeah. it a bump. Yeah. We all like okay. Salando, but I mean, we, we got to try <laughs> Yeah, We do. Yeah. And then Chrono Trigger and Mass Effect 2 are our highs. Oh. I think Chrono, Chrono Trigger is one. one. No, I I'm going to argue Mass Effect's number one. Mass really? Effect. People love Mass Effect for the companions. Sure, like you make your own yeah. Shepard, make your story. But when you talk about that, what do you remember? You remember I'm Garrus Vic, my favorite spot on the Citadel because he just beat you at the sniping challenge. You remember all the romances, the Citadel party. They made a whole DLC about how much people love these freaking characters. That's like, point. Is about the party. <laughs> Chrono Trigger has no weak links, but Mass Effect Two does. I mean, I, who cares about Miranda or Jacob? I'm sorry. Nobody I does. Think, I think of also that camp too of best characters versus best party. And I feel like as well, but then again, hang on, I'm forgetting about the suicide mission. Like that does feel like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, it's a party, mm-hmm. even if it's like a dark party. Yes, yeah, so Chrono, Chrono Trigger is top to bottom iconic and they come together and form such an amazing party. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. And how they interact too, like Chrono Trigger yeah. has its team up attacks. Right? It does, exactly. Right. Those are, yeah, that's all what thematic. I love about it. Yeah, yeah, I think like my biggest problem systematically with ME2 is that it never puts its entire party in one place often right. enough. Like right. the, the suicide they mission is the one them. time it really happens. But they, other They come other together time, so beautifully. Look, two yeah. is going to be number two. That's really high. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can. I, I, this is a list of compromises for me, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we have our list. Great. So and then, uh, Star Ocean 2 is number 11, and I think we're getting <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy 14 is is just above it all. It's it's ascended yeah, right, into yeah. the it's next ascended. plane. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's beyond simple lists. <laughs> here's our list. Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles. Number 9, Tales of Vesperia. Number 8, Valkyria Chronicles. Number 7, Mother 3. Number 6, Persona 5. Number 5, Trails in the Sky, number four, Dragon Quest Eleven. number three, Yakuza Like a Dragon, number oh, yeah. two, Mass Effect 2, and number one, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, that's a, that's a good list. Good list. Yeah. Good job, everybody. 
<laughs> like Oda's just like, oh, I hate Xenoblade and Tails. <laughs> Oda's very opinionated. One of our most opinionated patrons. But we love you, Oda. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you. All right. And that is our ranking of the top RPGs of all time. I know you have opinions. I know that you think that, say, KOTOR 2 should have made the list or near. We want to hear what your thoughts are. Send them in the mailbag. Email me at cat at or drop me a DM on Twitter yelling at me. It's okay. I know there's so many RPGs out there. I know that there are some parties that we are down to have missed. The point is, we got number one right, which is Chrono Trigger. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. We're just about a time, so we're going to have to wrap up right now. Thank you so much for listening. This episode will be available first to our patrons on Wednesday, and then we will be releasing a bit later on to our free feed so thank you for supporting us also the acts of the blood god charity stream continues we are trying to get up to the 7500 level right now so that we can unlock our dnd stream coming up next the nuzlocke run continues as i try to get my revenge on morty and hopefully not fail at whitney and her mill tank special guests callie plaguey and casey Fritas. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Kappa, Nadia's at Nadia Oxford, and Eric is at Seamoosey, S-E-A-M-O-O-S-I. And one more time, Ben, where can we find you? You can just subscribe to the MinMax Show podcast. That's kind of our flagship podcast, and we have a lot of other content, but if you go there, you can you can learn about all of our other stuff, like our huge Game Club series where we did Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy VII and all that stuff, but the MinMax Show podcast. Just subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And John. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at John underscore Carson. If you follow me, uh, you're going to get a lot of wrestling talk, a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering talk, and yeah. other RPGs mm-hmm. I'm going to be playing through in the coming month. There we go. I horribly screwed up this list. Oh, my God. Planescape Torment's not on it. Oh. <laughs> well, we're all out of time, folks. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, what have I done? B2B, that's all, folks. Casino Blade Chronicles off now. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting <laughs> one. Weird. 14's not on it either. Yeah. I don't know if the, you know, the lock's on. I don't know where the key is. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. I got to go play some Pokemon Crystal. We'll be back next very soon. But until then, for Ben, John, Nadia, Eric, and myself, thanks for listening and happy adventure.